You're listening to Cards to the Moon, a podcast about trading cards from both a collector and investor perspective. We hope you'll stick around for the ride as we take a deep dive into the state of the hobby, share some hot takes, hopefully some useful advice and fun stories along the way. Hey all, welcome back to Cards to the Moon. This is episode 168 and my name is Clark from 5cardguys on Instagram and 5cardguys.com. With me as usual is Hyung of Integrity Sports Cards and John who is Trade You at Recess. Okay, off the top today, it's almost Halloween, uh, just a week or two left and, and just in time with the release is 2023 Tops update of their Halloween themed parallels. Some of the more rare ones of hot rookies are going for a few hundred dollars already on eBay. And the Halloween parallels, if you haven't seen them yet, it includes cards with bats, ghosts, pumpkins, and orange and black lines on foil stock in the background. Just wondering, what do you guys think of them? Do you think it's cool or just another gimmick? Those are just retail, right? Uh, or sorry, in blasters, I think, right? Oh, are they? Okay. Yeah, I believe so. I, I believe they're, they're, they're just available in blasters, which I don't mind because retail is mm. a cheaper rip. Obviously, right. you know, as a, as a true, truer hobbyist, you're, you're kind of like, uh, I, don't like <laughs> I don't like this at all. But um, yeah, yeah I, I don't mind it because, you know, it is, it is uh, I guess, uh, pretty cultural for the Americans and Canadians yeah. to love, you know, Halloween for some reason. But, uh, but yeah, I, I mean, you're not a fan it, of Halloween. I, 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 yeah, I'm not a, I, I wouldn't say I, I celebrate Halloween or anything by any means. So the, the, the pumpkin parallel or the jack-o'-lantern parallel is not going to entice me to buy blasters, but I'm not going to hate on it because I know there's a lot of people that like, you know, that kind sure. of stuff. And, you know, to kids, I think it's, it's a great, uh, it's a great product, right? They're going to rip more retail because, you know, $30 mm-hmm. blasters versis, uh, you know, $200, $300 hobby boxes, right? So. Yeah. Okay. Fair. Yeah. I don't, uh, I don't mind it. I, I just, uh, I didn't, I didn't even know this was a thing. So I just quickly looked it up and I saw some of the images. They, it looks pretty good. <laughs> and, you know, well, first of all, I, I hope that pricing for boxes and stuff starts coming back down to s- sort of pre COVID era because the pricing is still a little ridiculous, if we're being honest. For blasters? It just, yeah, just in general. You know, like yeah. Canadian prices, what's a blaster? Like 40 bucks. For, yeah, 40, 50. Canadian. You know, almost $50 yeah. with tax. That's crazy. Like pre COVID, it was, I, or during the COVID times it was like $26 plus tax or $22 plus tax it was very easily attainable not not for us but I mean for it's a it's a great thing for kids right like kids sure you know especially for us parents if if we walked into Toys R Us or we walked into Walmart or Target uh, for Americans and your kid asks you for a blaster and it costs $19 you'd be like yeah all right let's pick one up let's have some fun right whereas the blaster is like $40. It's like, nah, yeah, let's, it's tough. Let's, let's wait for your birthday. You know, you're going to yeah. wait for his birthday so that he can rip open like four packs of cards. It's, it's kind of ridiculous. So first of all, I just went on a little rant there. Sorry, guys. I hope the pricing it's, comes down. It's personal. Yeah. yeah seriously. Oh, and then for man. kids, I mean, like, especially the update product, it's update, you know, it's not as heralded and hyped up. And I think this is a fun way to kind of take advantage of the season. And, you know, like, I don't think Update is normally supposed to release in October, right? So this could be, Mm. who knows if these parallels are sort of like a one-time thing. So that could be a fun little chase or underrated chase to to kind of uh, set to go after for kids and maybe even for adults. So Yeah, good point. I brought this up. Well, first, uh, something you said uh, about the price of blasters. Um, It's funny because I I think uh, last week or a week and a half ago, I put a one minute rip video on my Instagram and YouTube channels on Five Card Guys. Mm. And then I I put like what price I started off at, at, right? You know, and I put 40 bucks because, you know, like it's in Canada. But then you know how many comments I got? It's like, why are you paying 40 bucks for Allen and Ginter blaster (laughs) box? Every one of them Americans, you got ripped off. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. 
And then like, oh, I'm like, and then I, every comment, I'm like, it's Canadian. So it's about 30 bucks American. All right. So, so next time I'm just going to convert everything to US because I know a lot of our listeners, you know, anyone that watches us are from the States. So you're not going to win, man. Next time Canadians are going to message you, yo, Clark, where did you get blasters (laughs) for $17? (laughs) But there, but there's more Americans out there. So I'll just play the numbers game (laughs) there. And, um, and yeah, like when I saw the, uh, I think I saw a tweet out about these Halloween theme parallels, uh, you know, I was kind of surprised, like people are really into them. Like mm-hmm. people are into Halloween, man. Kind of what you're talking about, Jung, like there are people like, oh, this is the best thing since sliced bread. And I'm looking at it, I'm like, eh, it's just a, it's kind of like a Christmas thing too. You know what I mean? Like I don't see yeah. it, but people right. are, people love Halloween. <laughs> so they're like, this is, yeah. So I was kind of you know surprised by that but uh so i looked into it and uh there's the one there's one parallel it's just it's really just orange and black lines it's not even like a like a ghost or you know like this orange black line and uh, with the baltimore orioles like pure color match it looks it's, it's beautiful <laughs> so mm. if i'm gonna get one of those is that gunner henderson uh one of those orange black line <laughs> halloween is it numbered what, what, what's the what's the parallel called I don't even know what it's called because it's not even like a, a pattern. It's just uh, a line, like a line pattern. You know what I mean? Yeah, so. I, I, I seen I seen a couple of the images of the parallels, and I don't know, like, it, <laughs> I, I I can't I the can't ghosts. completely yeah commit to they it. They need to come out with they need to come out with like an SSSP, like Otani, <laughs> Otani with like a Pikachu costume on or something. <laughs> Don't don't give them ideas, all right? Because they're, they're gonna actually do it. <laughs> yeah, um, are they numbered? I don't think they're. I don't think they're numbered. Yeah, none of these are. But anyway, it's. Uh, I, I agree with you though. It's it's fun for the kids, especially, and um, especially for tops update. It's a good a good place to put these kind of inserts. Mm-hmm. All right, let's move on to hobby headlines. So I know generally speaking, the hobby is, you know, making a major correction with card values coming back down to earth since 2020. But today I wanted to go over some recent sales of higher end cards that have sold for thousands of dollars. So there are some still spending big bucks for sports cards. And then I want to discuss whether we think it was a good buy in this bear market or not. Okay, so I I have a list of five cards and then uh we'll go through each one first one our boy shea gilgis alexander his 2018-19 national treasures rookie patch auto number to 99 it's ungraded a raw one sold today actually earlier today as of this recording for five thousand eight hundred dollars what do you guys think for shea national treasures rpa number to 99 I think that's a little expensive, to be honest, uh, uh, based on, you know, it being ungraded. And I know they're a tough grade and uh, number 299, mm-hmm. but it, it, it's tough because those, you know, what those cards can potentially do. And, you know, you just never know with SGA. Uh, he's on a trajectory of, you know, becoming a, a super, superstar in the NBA. So, I still think it's a little high based on, you know, uh, it, it's rarity. I, it is number 299, but it's at the end of the day, that's not that rare for me to justify that spend at least, but it is national treasure treasures. So it's a premium brand. It's the card you definitely want. So I think there's opportunity, but there's also a lot of risk. Sure. Right. Yeah. I mean, it feels easy for us to kind of knock on the the purchase because you know our wheelhouse isn't spent buying five ten fifteen thousand dollar cards but for somebody that's in that wheelhouse spending a hundred grand or fifty grand on luca to spend mm. fifty eight hundred on shea gilgis alexander I, I don't think it's i don't think it's that bad and and mind you i think sga's prices received a bit of a bump because of his performance at, for Team Canada at, at FIBA World Championships and and stuff like that. So, yep. Um, but 
long term, I'm I'm a little concerned as much as we love Shay and we all want Shay for a PC, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. He could go down as one of those underrated superstars for the rest of his career. Like, I don't mm. know if he will ever be regarded. Let's say he even this year, he he wins MVP, you know, and and his and, and then, you know, like OKC goes deep in like mid playoffs and they, they win a series and the hype is there. I, I'm just I think the odds, the odds for people believing this guy is a top five NBA staple or a top 10 NBA staple. It's going to be a little bit difficult. And, you know, I, I'm I'm the first to admit. So that's my only caution with spending bigger money on somebody like Shea Gilgis. Uh, I think it could be a good play because right now, because he is underrated, and let's say he does get into the top 10 stratosphere and and he's not underrated anymore, anymore and people are really going after him and he's dropping 35 a night and just showing up on all the highlight reels. It could be a little bit of a sneaky play, but... Odds yeah. are he could end up being one of these superstars that just always end up being underrated. So um, tread with caution. Yeah, yeah you know what? I, I would say, though, that the secret is getting out there that Shea is a superstar, right? Like Correct. if you look at rankings right now, he's top 10 on, on almost all of the rankings on, you know, from basketball writers. But with, with that said, I think with these higher end cards, like the National Treasures RPA, like if you look at the past price actions, it is at the highest it has been in the last two years. So right. it's not even at a dip, you know. And so I think you're 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 buying high right now to tell you the mm. truth. But I think what you said, John, of like there might be opportunities. There might be opportunities for like um, you know, maybe uh uh you know a contenders auto, right? right. Um, I right. think you know uh, n- number to nine ninety nine. I think there's opportunities where it seems cheap right now. But um, but at the high end, national treasures even flawless. Um, I, I'm not. I, I don't think you're getting a deal right now. People mm. are like beginning to invest in Shea at that level already. So right. So as much as we like him, like I, I, I still want to buy him, especially as a Canadian basketball fan. Um, you know, um, even if he is underrated throughout his whole career, which I think is a definite definite possibility. Like you said, um, I I would still like it for my PC. So so there you go. Okay, next card. I'm going to show it on our screen so you'll be able to see it. But for our listeners, it's the 2023 Tops Now Victor Wembanyama Blue Auto. It's number to 49, and um, it is not graded either. But it's um, in. It seems like it's already encased by the Tops Now um, slab. Autographed. If I did on card. Yeah, on card. Yes. Is it on card? I believe sticker. uh, Looks like a sticker. Looks like a sticker. Oh, actually, I can't tell. It might be on card. Does Wemby have any on card autos? He has the Bowman Bowman Chrome U, and the Bowman's Best Bowman Inception, or I, one of them might be sticker autos. Stickers? Actually, the Bo- Bowman Chrome U, I think, is on card. Okay, is it? His uh, U looks like it's not stickered, but some okay. are in in that checklist. Yeah, even the first ever card signed, you know that green parallel? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, that looks sticker, like it's... Right? I know it's not a sticker, I don't think. Oh, it's, yeah, it's not a card. sticker. Oh, okay. That's on card. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, what do you guys think Anyways, of this top now? Yeah, what did it sell for, sorry? <laughs> 2500 Oh my gosh. I think that's that's pretty expensive for tops now card. Oh, thank you. Um, number to 49? Number to 49, but you, you have Bowman U, you have Bowman... You know, mm. Inception. You have Bowman's Best. You know, and then yeah, I I I still like the card because it's from Draft Night. It's a pretty cool card, I think, just uh, in general. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Like I said, we talked about Wemby in the last episode. It's like, what if he goes twenty ten five this year? Pretty good season mm-hmm. for a nineteen year old. But I mean, I think people would be like, oh, like that's not gonna keep those prices you know going right so realistically i think everything's just so hyped right now for a good very good player you know i think there's there's a lot more opportunity elsewhere so i still think that this is a little overvalued but it is a cool card it's definitely (laughs) something that i wouldn't mind to have okay oh young is so nice this is a lot 
overvalued. <laughs> you're you're basically halfway to like a SGA Grail card in the National Treasures. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. Thank you. Oh, He's, this is a, what I I think uh, what what I was mentioning in the previous episode. I I was saying that I, what I meant to say was I don't think National uh, Treasures has his auto in. There's no Wemby auto. Mm. In National Treasures. Yeah. Right. Well, that's so that, National that, that Treasures. Cha- that, I think that changes stuff a lot, too, in terms of what you deem as a good auto for Wemby. What's his auto now? Right. Right? That Bowman Chrome U kind of becomes more valuable or stuff like this. Maybe. Just throwing it out there. Right, right. Uh, I'm, still, I, I'm still not convinced Top Snell is going to be anything, so... <laughs> pa- that's a bit that's a like easy pass for me yeah I, i'm not a big fan of tops now either um yeah it's a it's an okay card uh you know like i I guess i'm more of a traditionalist and more of a baseball collector so when i see blue i don't think number to 49 so that kind of seems a little random to me as well so right. and it's by tops like i i don't know there needs to be consistency so 20, at 2,500, and, you know, with more Wemby cards coming out, you know, over the course of the year, I could see this coming down for sure. Mm. So, all right. Um, next one is, speaking of tops and baseball, the 2018 Tops Update Ronald Acuna Jr. white jersey photo variation, the card we love, BGS 9.5. Looks like it's a min gem that sold for $3,085. $3,085, yeah. I would I would personally value this card the PSA ten right now, probably like five k. I would I would mm-hmm. probably value that. So I would say it's a little little high. I would say four to five k the PSA ten. That's a realistic price for that card. So I think a, a BGS nine five at three k. I think it's a little little strong um, because they sell as good as PSA tens, right? Uh, so I, I think you it's at 5k right so yeah yeah like PSA 10 yeah for a PSA 10 so I think 3k is still a little high uh it's it's it had a nine subgrade on that one yeah it's a min gem, min gem. for it's the centering gem, right? is a nine yeah so min at yeah. uh, at a, a min gem it's like that's potentially a P- PSA nine um mm. so like I I'd rather get a PSA 10 and spend a little bit more than the BGS 9.5 Min Gem or get a better graded, uh, pay a little more for a better graded uh, subgrades for BGS. Okay. Good points. Yeah, it's a pass for me. If you own this card, I yeah, I think you should. I mean, if you own any Acuna card, I think you, it's a it's a quick sell for me. Acuna, we talked about this. Acuna just had a historic season. So... Mm. The odds of him repeating or being better than this season next year is very low. Um, and the odds of him getting injured, there's still that injury possibility, right? So I think there's only, I think that, that you take advantage of this bubble. I think if you look at the over the course of Acuna's pricing in the next five years, this is going to be one of those, you know, one of those peaks. And then there's more values to come. So it, if you have any Acuna cards, this one included, for me, selling it. Uh, I, I really wanted to bring this up because I think this is where the subgrades do matter. And mm. it being a min gem, I thought that was a good point. And at 3K, yeah, it seems a little bit steep. If it was true gem, I'd be tempted Yes, uh, to tell you the truth. Um, but yeah, as a min gem, I think it matters in this case. So it's a beautiful card, obviously. But um, for the price, I could see it coming down especially during the off season if it if it comes up again for sale. All right, two more. These are the big boys. I want to choose an iconic one. It's the 1986 Fleer Michael Jordan PSA 9 and it sold earlier today for 17,500. PSA 9 of the iconic Michael Sorry, Jordan I'm, 1986. Sorry, I'm going to have to hard ladder this this one. I just want to take a look here. It once sold at the peak, if you look on Carlotta, for almost $80,000. My goodness. What was it selling last year? Like 25? Last year. 20? Yeah, about uh, 18. Oh, it's, it's kind of been sideways. 16, 17. So it's come up. It's actually come up a little bit. 13 What's in it? November. 
What's the pop count? 2950. There you go. 2950, yeah. Yeah, 2950. Um, wow. I don't know what to say. You know what? If you if you zoom out, I think uh, in general, I think over, uh, let's just say, a five or ten year trend, I guarantee you it's going to look pretty, like, it's not a bad buy at a dip, period. So I think this is sitting sideways for a while and it's either going to go up or down at, at at that point. So this is the peak at 80k. So yeah, you see so much resistance, you know, it's it basically crashed from the the last 2 years, right? After that 80k sale, right? And then it's just a typical bullish trend, long-term bullish trend like slow 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 growth, right? So I think I don't think you're at a bad entry point here. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I would, I would be trying to maybe shop at that, seeing if you could get a good deal. Maybe if you could get it for like 14 or 13, which you probably can't unless it's like a private sale or you do a trade that you're a little more profitable and someone wants to cash out on that. You know, I think it's a, it's not a bad move in that sense. If you're able to trade a card and maybe pay half cash and half card or something. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't think it's necessarily bad because PSA nine of, of that iconic card, uh, at the end of the day, it's pretty, it's a pretty big card. It's someone that I think everybody would love to have as an investment piece, you know, if you're not getting the PSA 10 Jordan, right? So, um, I think, yeah, I think it still has legs in the long term, but who knows when that's going to happen though. Right. Mm. Um, I'm kind of tempted to say that it's a decent buy but you know what i'm gonna start thinking about because because mj especially Fleer, is like one of the staples right like this card is gonna follow the pattern of what's happening in sports card in the entire sports card market right this is one of those those um pillar cards and i i'm you know i'm thinking the way the economy is going all over the world um you know, I feel like there's a, a lot more, you know, I was hoping for, I think we were all hoping for a rebound pretty soon, but I feel like there's a lot more pain coming, like 12, next 12 to 18 months. Uh, I feel like a lot of people are going to tighten their wallets uh, and things like hobbies and um, outside expenditures, you know, especially like investments are going to st- start to go to the wayside because money has to go to family and feeding mouths and stuff like that and, and mortgages. So Thinking outside of the hobby, I think there's a lot more to come down. So even at 17.8, it's like Young said, it's not a bad entry point. But in the next 12 to 18 months, I could see cards in general. Like there's, a you know, like a, a wide outside of, you know, select cards of players playing really well. Um, mm-hmm. I could see the entire industry kind of going de- dropping by 10, 15, 20, 30 percent possibly. So uh, I'm going to say pass. And I feel like you could maybe get this card later for, you know, I don't know. Dare I say like under 15, like 13, 14, 15. I think there there might be some chances. So, okay. I will say pass. Yeah. I'm not sure if it's going to go down further. Um, I feel like it's going to sit sideways even for the next year or two. Um, Even with the um, economic pain that that we could definitely expect. So, what's the point <laughs> if, if it's like you know if it's not going to go up or you know if it's not going to go down which i don't expect it to um yeah i'm just gonna skip out, unless you really want a psa 9 for your collection right there's and you know like at the end of the day three thousand pop counts still kind of high right yeah um so i'm not into it but it is a obviously it's an iconic card okay last one i know we don't talk about football cards much but I I chose this one for a reason, and I want to get your thoughts. Here we go. The Brock Purdy 2022 Flawless Emerald, and you can check out the NFL laundry tag, which is sweet. Uh, it's autographed on card, and it's numbered to five, and it's sold on October 17 for $18,850. Man. Yikes. This, this one's tough for me. I, I, I couldn't justify this buy at all. Um, and it's ungraded, I should say. 
Yeah, I'm, it's a pass for me. I don't like young quarterbacks at the end of the day. Like we said, we talk about this a lot. It's a, and that's the thing problem too with the like the Falls and NT brand. They have so mm. much hype around the brand, which rightfully so. It's 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 kind of like the grail of you know football and basketball cards, right? So, yeah. um, I just think there's way better opportunities on on you know uh, different sets. I'd say other than flawless and nt i think you're mm-hmm. always gonna pay a, a premium for that it's like the f- first to go up the first to go down um at the end of the day right so yeah i'm gonna pass 18 and a half k is a hefty price tag i'd rather honestly buy a corbin carroll super fractor tops chrome super fractor somebody <laughs> selling for 15 wow yeah okay <laughs> he um he wasn't a high draft pick right Not pretty he Brock Purdy was, I believe, known to be the last draft pick of the year he was drafted in. Wow. Jeez. Okay. Well, if you held a Brock Purdy card and you took advantage of his hot start, I think he – didn't he have a bad game last week? I, I, I didn't yep. – uh, Yeah, bad game last week. Yeah, like I would honestly, for me, just because his, the pedigree is not there um, – and not to say he can't become a great – like, come on, look at the, the greatest of all time, Tom Brady. The guy – he wasn't a first-over pick. He was what, – what was he, a third-round round pick or a fifth-round pick? Yeah. So it's not like it can't happen, but the odds are, you know, this might have been just a hot start, and that's what it is. And he might end up being a Mac Jones, fairly average quarterback, or maybe he's above average. But, you know, like, that's a lot of money, man, $18,000, $19,000, if, especially if you're in fo- on the football side – with that kind of money, and I get it, if you're the type of like this, the somebody buying this card is somebody that's buying hundreds of thousands of dollars of cards, right? So he's that kind of person with twenty grand is probably taking a stab at this. But if twenty thousand isn't your wheelhouse, you know, I'm taking that money and I'm putting it into like Patrick Mahomes or Tom Brady or something like that. Way more safe than Brock Purdy. I'm not playing that game with Brock Purdy. So right. I, I think. If you held on to this card before, like the person who sold this card at eighteen thousand, good for you. Like that person did did well. So if you if you have Brock Purdy, you bought early, take advantage right now. I would personally take advantage. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think we're all aligned. I, I don't get yeah. the Brock Purdy hype. At the same time, um, you know, obviously I've been wrong many times about football. So Brock Purdy <laughs> could be uh, amazing by the end of the year. And you know, like he plays for an amazing team, right? The 49ers. Right. And right. He, he has so many weapons. You know, I, I feel like that's that's partially why the the team has great success. It's, you know, for for a lot of other teams, it's really the strength of the QB. But the Niners, they're like a legit a team that, you know, I can't even think of, well, who's the running back again? Christian. Um, McCaffrey? McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey on the team. You know, uh, Debo. And yeah, it's just... So, you know, like, uh, I, and I want to bring this up because there is a lot of hype on Brock Purdy. There's a mm-hmm. lot of high-end mm-hmm. sales happening. So um, so I, I just want to kind of say proceed with caution with Brock. And, uh, yeah, we've seen it with young quarterbacks, too, just um, have this extreme hype, and then they fall just as hard, too. So you got to be careful for sure. Right. I feel like the football market has been dying for a young quarterback, especially this post-COVID era, like dying for the young quarterback to be hot. Because we right. haven't really, you know, they, we haven't really got that. Like Trevor Lawrence, like all these high mm. expectations from so many quarterbacks, and it takes. Well, Josh Allen right. was Josh Allen was massive, I think, a couple was years a big ago. One. Jalen Hurts, but it then, did take it. T- yeah. it had to take a couple of years to kind of get the ball rolling, right? So I think Brock Purdy, the chase, the rip was fresh, and then he just started flying, right, yeah, almost right away, hype. right? The timing, yeah. the hype, and the chase, and everything. The timing was just perfect for the car to explode. So. I feel like that's that's a little bit of a it's got a little bit of a part in the hype. Yeah, I totally agree. Totally agree. All right. Well, the, I just wanted to kind of also point out that the bigger point here was that people are still buying high end cards in this market. <laughs> so, um, you know, I think for the most part, we don't think they're crazy deals. The ones I picked out, anyways. But mm-hmm. uh, maybe I should try to find one where I do think they're good deals in this market for a uh, future future hobby headline segment uh, just to kind of counteract this point. All right, let's uh, move on to our next segment. We c- we're calling Would You Rather? 
It's been a while since we did this segment, and it's really just uh, I thought of like two scenarios or two cards, kind of a glorified pick one that we'll do after this segment. <laughs> but um, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, like just a you know you'll see what I mean. It's a little bit more creative, uh, and you you choose which one you would rather have or or um, which one would you rather do. Okay, so the first one. Would you rather have a single on-card autograph? So just one on-card autograph card of, let's say, J-Rod, a stud, or a dual autograph card of J-Rod and Ronald Acuna, but the autographs are on stickers. (laughs) (laughs) On-card auto. On-card auto, for sure. I'd rather on-card auto. Just J-Rod. Just J-Rod. 100%. Wow. I could get a J-Rod and Acuna. I could get Acuna separately. <laughs> you know, I think the on-card auto is way better. And it's like, I I don't love dual autos, um, especially okay. sticker autos. Because there's because it's manufactured, right? Like, it's not like they're both in the same room signing it. It's tops just like, mm. or just that, okay, we got both autos. Let's stick them on the sticker book and, you know, let's yeah. give them out. You know, that's that's about it. <laughs> I like dual autos. I think they're underrated, but I think no, stickers, stickers, stickers dual autos. Sticker is trash, and you're gonna give me double the trash. No, thank you. <laughs> so I already know the answer for what John's gonna say for this modification, but I want to hear from Hyung. Triple sticker auto card, okay? Uh, J Rod, Acuna, and um, Soto. Juan Soto, eh? Sticker autos or a J Rod? Yeah. Damn, that's that is tough. Um, it's triple the trash for John, but it's I the, the, you know what's the worst though is it's when you have the Tatis Guerrero and the Keston. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. yeah. You know what I mean? The third auto is like ah, or Jose Urias. I think was a was a big chase right. that year. So you had like yeah, Tatis. Yeah, yeah. Like, but listen, in this scenario, they're studs. You, they're studs. You're yeah, confident with those three. Yeah. Triple, uh, man, I think I'm still going on card auto, to be honest. Um, okay. I like, like, yeah, I, I, I don't see the allure in the triple autos or multiple autos that are stickered. Like, I just, I, and for me, that means like it's not going to be a rookie card or anything like that. So for mm. me, I'd rather have that rookie auto that's, uh, on card auto that's a, you know, that holds value that's consistent and you know is is liquid in the market as well so i think the other one's a little too niche for me and i guess my style of habits unless it's like a, a the card is actually beautiful and i love the card itself but most triple autos are just little headshots of them and somebody sticking yeah. them on beside their headshots right so there's no uh, creativity in that so yeah i'm gonna still stay, stay with uh, the on card auto yeah. I might be, I think, I, go ahead, John. I was just going to say, I think I should be clear in that I'm, I think Hyung and I, I don't know about you, Clark, but I, I, we're speaking from a collector standpoint because obviously if the J Rod is a hundred bucks and the triple stick auto is a thousand, it, it, it's right. a, right. a pretty easy decision, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, strictly from a collector standpoint, Good point. The, the triple, the triple auto really means nothing to me. Like, they they all wrote on a 3M sticker at some point, and then they had no idea that those stickers are going to go on a certain card, and it has zero sentimental value. Hmm. I'll, I'm likely to agree with you guys for the most part, but I, I I'm, I'm remembering the triple sticker auto of uh, Mike Trout, Shohei, and Pujols. That's kind of sweet. Right. That's I guess it depends yes. on the three. Yes, that's that's true. Yeah. That's. Uh... I should have said that, but anyway. We could we could be on this point forever. <laughs> Different modifications. Yeah. <laughs> Until I get you guys to say well, the, the I'll, I'll say auto. there's there's a couple cards like the Otani and Acuna has a tops now uh tops top tops now auto, right? So uh mm. I think that stuff like that becomes very valuable where but I, I just don't think uh I think those cards are valuable for a reason. It's not it's not because they're, it's because of the scarcity of it. So Otani in his rookie year with Acuna in his rookie year, that would make things a little different. But I think second year, third year player, you know, um, might not be the allure because of the scarcity of Otani's auto, for instance. Super scarce right. in that year. And there's no dual auto with Acuna, who was the other superstar in 2018, right? So 
Um, yeah, and I think it, a lot has to do with the the dependent of what type of car that it is at the end of the day, right? But in sure. general, in general speaking, I would stay with that. What like, about uh, what about a triple IP auto? <laughs> yeah, like the Mantle Griffey card, amazing. Oh, that's like, cool. So amazing. Like you know the upper deck uh, where people get it signed, and um, yeah, like. I would be down for cards like that 100%. Like, I think those are cool. They're in-person, you know, auto. They actually sign the card with multiple people holding it. So if you had, like, Otani mm. holding that card and signing it, and then Cunha holding that card and signing it, and then Soto holding that card and signing it, it's like, man, I got a piece of history. Like, that thing is not for sale, really, right? It's the same thing as that Mike Trout and Otani tops now, you right. know? Like, that's WBC just a cool card. Yeah, it's such a cool card, right? True. Wait, yeah. the, the the mantle Griffey auto is they're all IP? I believe so because there's oh, there's really? cards that thought, aren't signed. There's cards yeah, that only have I thought Griffey those signed. autographs you can get pulled I thought you can pull those in packs. They might have had a buyback, but I don't know um like I've seen Griffey cards or the cards where Griffey just has his signature on it, signed, right? Where there's one wow. one one person only, right? Wow, so, uh, my we, mind we is could, uh, about to be fact, fact check that later, but yeah, I love that card. video on it. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a sweet yeah. iconic card for sure. <laughs> All right. Okay, let's go on to the second one. The triplicate superfractor of, let's say, Ethan Salas, 2023 Bowman Chrome. Someone pulled the third superfractor, okay? Or would you have the duplicate? There's only two superfractors of, I chose the next guy, Fel Felnine Celestin. Okay. I'm probably butchering his name. Mar but he's Mariners? Like Mariners shortstop, right? Yeah. Assuming so, there's no bounty. Assuming there's no bounty. Oh, uh, yeah, sure. I, I guess the question is really about rarity at this point. Right, right. Of, of two studs. Right. So the lesser stud, but there's only two of them, or the the stud of all studs, but yeah. there's three so of them. stud number one with three superfractors versus stud number two with two superfractors. Right. Well, listen. There's gonna be listeners like, what? Why are they talking about this? <laughs> we talked about this last week. Uh, and, and DC actually messaged me. He goes, "Yeah, I would uh, totally take the Salas Superfractor and then sell it and buy the Dodgers." <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> yeah. How about this uh, one? <laughs> um, I if the bounty's in play. What what's the what's the bounty for both? Do you know? No, the bounty's not in play because I would oh, make it. Bounty's a not in play. Decision. Okay. I, yeah. No, I'm you know what? Care. Actually, the bounty. I feel. I feel like they're both seventy five k. They're both seventy five k. Okay. So I'm, let's say the I'm, bounty's the same. I'm. Yeah, you can't make the bounty in play because bounty just means you're gonna go for the bounty. It doesn't matter. Like, yeah, give me any of them. I'm, I'm taking seventy five k. Yeah, I'm gonna take any of them for seventy five k. I don't care yeah, if it's okay, Salas or fine. no bounty, but that's that's uh, let's say that's the value, you know, like seventy five k. Yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. I think I think I might go uh, Ethan Salas. I think there's so much hype around him that you know I would still go Ethan Salas. I just think it's a uh, it's a bigger card. A lot of a lot of guys know Ethan Salas. He's he's hyped, so I would go mm -hmm. Ethan Salas, even though there's a uh, uh, it's out of three, right? You know, <laughs> right. Yeah, I think overall, uh, it I, I would go for the Ethan Salas too because I'm trying to think of it from a, from a different perspective. Let's say the choice was like Otani, like a Grail Superfact Otani, and there's three of them versus like an Acuna Superfactor, and there's two of those mistakenly, right? Like I think I would I would pick the Otani, so I'm I'm going to go with the the better player uh, and the third Superfactor. Hmm. Okay. I mean, if I had to choose between these two specific guys, I, I might go for the duplicate superfactor of the shortstop. Like, you know, and, you know, Ethan oh, Salas. Yeah, he's a, he's a stud. About the catcher but, thing. Yeah, that's what we talked about last week, right? He's a catcher. Right. The value, you know, um, like, will it keep up the value over time? And there's three of them versus two. So in this case, if, if uh, they're really close anyways on the top prospect list, then I'll, I'm going to go for the more rare. <laughs> The, the two of one instead of the three of one. Hmm. All right. Okay, uh, a couple more. Uh, we just talked about the Halloween parallel in 2023 tops 
update. Would you rather have a Halloween parallel or a Topps Chrome negative parallel? Negative as in like negative numbered? No, no, sorry. Not no, the frozen the, the, the SP, right? The, yeah, the, like, it's like a negative camera photo. You know yeah. Yeah. So a Halloween parallel. Yeah. And tops up any blasters or anything. It, like a rookie, yeah. like add gunner or whatever. Just in general. Just the, the, the yeah, the parallel. Or a uh, top negative of parallel. <laughs> <laughs> you can't see the face of the negative parallels because they're, you know, it's, all black <laughs> you know you pulled something different <laughs> yeah. like this looks different that's the first thing everybody is it numbered no it's not numbered <laughs> um i can't do the halloween parallel sorry i'm out on that <laughs> so therefore you know i'm 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 in with the negative negative pair i'd rather have a gunner negative from flagship mm. than a tops chrome update halloween parallel a trick-or-treat parallel or whatever it is <laughs> <laughs> all right john um man i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna say halloween i can't believe i'm saying that it's negative the negative is sp it's rare um but there's not that much like people aren't excited about it it, it generally doesn't trade for you know sell for as much as it as it should similar to vintage stock so it's a little boring even as a collector like staring at the card it it doesn't seem all that special other than knowing the fact that there's not many printed so for me give me the halloween the pop of color a little bit more creative it it is tacky and a little bit cheesy you can admit that um but like i said maybe the halloween there's an outside chance this is sort of like a one-time thing right because it just kind of uh, the, the 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 delay in re- release happens to fall near Halloween, so mm. if it is an, a one time thing, it could end up being a bit of a collector set. So give me the Halloween. Okay, I'll break the tie. I'm gonna go with Halloween as well. Um, just like what I said before, people love Halloween a lot, so <laughs> I feel like this could be easier to sell, easier to flip, uh, because mm. I would be flipping both of these anyways if I ever pulled one out. So. Halloween it is. Okay, last one. Uh, would you rather attend four smaller card shows or one big card show in the year? Me personally, um, I'd rather one big one, to be honest. I, I just think card shows, it's a grind, man. And I know part of the journey for me was the the search. You know, it's always this, uh, you know, mm-hmm. that's the journey. That's the fun part. So... You know, I've kind of like, I guess, left the scene of being there at every single card show because it's tough. It's a lot of work. You come up with nothing sometimes. You're better off finding deals, you know, online, to be honest. And I don't mind the chase online, too. Um, I do like the bigger shows just in general. I think there's a lot of hype around it and a lot more people bring out the big dogs as well. So something like the Nationals or the Sports Card Expo is, is probably something that I would only uh, attend. So yeah, I'm going to go, I'm going to go uh, just one. Four is too show. many. Yeah, way too oh. many. Three too many. <laughs> <laughs> there's cer- there, yeah, there's certainly, there's certainly arguments to both. You know, that the small ones are... Um, you know, they, they, you have better opportunity to chat with people, connect, mm-hmm. um, have a little bit of camaraderie, uh, do some trades. So I can understand there's, there's arguments to both. For me, I, I do still pick. Um, the reality for me, especially, is it's easier to me for me to get out one or two shows a year. So give me the big one. I think there's a lot more excitement to it. They're both a grind, but I think the big one, um, even for most people's mindset going into the big one, like you get, you get excited. Like I'll admit like the small ones, I think you're there, you're there to serve, you're there to put in work. So if people are looking to complete mm. sets, find obscure things, like just going and hoping to hit a home run. Uh, I think there's certain huge value in it and getting like some really good deals. But I think the bigger shows, there's just a level of excitement, like for, for the Americans that like go into the national, like it's, 
there's hype around it. All the big, big companies are going to be there. And then you kind of have, you know, maybe you get ripped off, but you you kind of walk in with like a win in Rome mentality, right? Like you've sure. been so hyped up for it that you don't want to walk out with nothing. So you end up doing a stupid deal that doesn't make sense, but whatever. <laughs> like in the moment you had right. fun and, and you were able to kind of take advantage of that excitement. So I think give me the big one for sure. Yeah, it's going to be a big show, one big show sweep. Um, You know, from personal experience, yeah, I I usually come out with something after the big shows. And maybe it's for the reason you just stated, John. I just want to get a deal done. I don't want to have (laughs) wasted my time. But uh, And with the smaller ones, um, less inventory usually. And, um, you know, uh, I guess it depends what you're looking for. Um, And, you know, for us, we talked about in past card shows, if you're looking for baseball in, in, in Canada, it's hard to find even at... The smaller shows, you're more likely to find at the bigger shows. But like to your point, I can see the value in going to smaller ones. Like I see on Instagram all the time, people go to the smaller shows. It looks like they have a good time connecting with people, you know, making trades. I think it's probably if you're more in the trade mindset, the smaller shows are better for you anyways, um, because there's more opportunity to meet people and and make those trades happen. So, so yeah, uh, but I guess uh, for us, um, we're just more comfortable and uh, like the energy of the bigger card shows. So. There you go. Uh, that's our Would You Rather segment for this episode. We'll uh, try to do it again in a future episode. All right, let's end off this show with our regular weekly segment we call Pick One. And this is where each of us choose two cards and then we debate which one we would rather invest in. So, Hyung, do you want to start things off for us? All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of go back to last episode and see where you guys are at. I think I know who, who would invest in who. Um, if on the hype, you know, you got Victor Wembanyama and uh, mm. Connor Bedard. If I'm if I'm investing in one prospect this year, and I'm gonna go chasing after whatever card, right? Who are you investing in? Forget about pricing right now. Like, obviously, you know, they're both uh, hyped up right now because of release. Uh, particular release so uh, you're, you expect that with Connor Bedard especially if he has a decent season if he's scoring like a point per game or more I think that's gonna give you a gauge of like hey this guy might be the next McDavid right so um, yeah who are you guys investing in um, bit of a Canadian specific answer but I'm going Bedard and it's because um, I think liquidity if I'm going to invest and if it's going to be a quick flip or a long term, I think it's just so much easier for the three of us to make deals here in Canada and Toronto Card, Card Expo coming up. I think it's it's an easy place to pedal a Bedard card that you pulled out of a pack or something. So, um, yeah, give me Bedard. And I mean, yeah, I'm, I think I'm just more bullish a bit on Bedard becoming tipping the scales of becoming a generational player. Like like I said, I, I'm not quite there yet, quite convinced. But I think in terms of the two, which one could become generational? Um, I think Connor Bedard is way more likely than Wemby at this point. Mm-hmm. So maybe I'm, I'm completely undervaluing Wemby or, or disrespecting him. But yeah, give me Bedard. Interesting. Yeah, Wemby all the way. I'm, I'm all in on the Wemby yeah. train. Yeah. <laughs> and I think I feel like you mentioned this John in a previous episode like so I feel like you're kind of not doing a 180 but you're changing your tune a little bit with Bedard like didn't you say he's like a small kid a smaller kid that was that's my one concern that's what oh, doesn't okay. put I don't put him at generational because there's a little bit of concern of his size right um, but so, yeah that doesn't mean so, I don't like him okay <laughs> <laughs> you hate his guts because he's small yeah. um, no um yeah, I mean, you know, like, you know, I've seen the highlight reels, you know, and, and uh, I'm excited about Bedard, but like, just maybe, maybe there is a lot more hype on Wemby, right? Because, uh, you know, the things I hear from the analysts and, and just his like frame, you know, like he's a freak of nature and, right. and uh, how he's able to move at that height, you know, um, um, I don't know, it's just, Again, maybe the algorithm's really feeding me all the highlight reels, and I'm tainted in terms of like what I what I think of Wemby. But um, I think he could be a generational talent. So yeah, I'm 
similar to what I said on that Friday episode. I'm I'm sticking with Wemby. Nice. Um, for me, I'm going Bedard because um, I think there's a good opportunity for ripping series two. Because mm-hmm. if if you think okay. about release, I would say Young Guns Raw will probably go anywhere from four hundred to six hundred bucks raw. So I know that's going to be hot yeah, off for sure. hot off the gate, right? So it's going to be overpriced in general. But I think you know PSA tens would be valued pretty high at that point. But I think there might be opportunity still based on kind of like where the young guns of like Mitch Marner and you know McDavid and you know Austin Matthews. You see, you see kind of like those three levels of potential you know of holy crap if it's mcdavid-esque at peak young guns we're going for like four thousand or five thousand bucks um i think it was four thousand us maybe or i could it could be canadian but uh i remember it was pretty high so i think i think there might be opportunity especially if you're ripping and you know you you land you know just the young guns in general i think you know compared to like wemby's prices it's like you got to buy singles and at that point, like I don't really like Wemby's cards, but they're super overpriced. I don't, I'm not sold completely on the Bowman Chrome U, to be honest. Something about basketball, Me neither. It's just it's not the same as the 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 baseball, um, you know, uh, uh, brand of Bowman first. So I I gotta see. I'm not fully sold on Wemby's cards. I think that's why. So I think, but I think there's. And then on top of that, I mentioned on the previous episode that, you know, ESPN's pushing a lot more hockey now. You know, I think there's going to be a marketplace. I think if, if you ask any American that's not into hockey, I think they're kind of drawn into this guy, Connor Bedard. They don't know who he is, but they're interested, especially with a lot of guys. It's a big chase. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if guys going from baseball and now it's a complimentary season instead of the typical football or basketball. You know, they have options now to chase like kind of like a generational talent. So for me, I think there's just a lot more opportunity on the Bedard side of kind of like the, the I guess the, what is it? Just the way things are set up and based on mm. cards that I don't necessarily like of Wemby's. Like I've yet to have a card that I'm like, oh, I, I, I would like this card. This is a sick card. Obviously, you know, just based on value, like the Bowman Chrome U is kind of like the card to get. But, I mean, it's it's pretty rare at a very premium price. And then it's like, you, you are you going to pay thousands for a Bowman, you know, Bowman's best, you know, pre, pre-Spurs uniform, right? And then... Yeah, that's a big one without the licensing. Yeah, and then it's like, how, how, are, how are cards going to look with, with Wemby's autos now moving forward? Because like I said, National Treasures won't have a Wemby auto. Right. So for me, it's like, okay. And I think Ken Golden said he thinks the non auto uh, logo man of Wemby will still sell for just shy of a million. So you would imagine how massive that card would have been if they had like a, uh, the logo man auto. Yeah. Right. So yeah. Do we know why there's no, sorry, do we know why there's no autos? Yeah. It was, it was, uh, I got to pull it up, but I, I was reading a, a, a Twitter post regarding that, and they're saying this card will never exist, but it's kind of like the card that everybody wants. And then it, it lists details and explained why, but I think that's a big, big miss for. But yeah. But he'll have a flawless auto? I'm not sure about the flawless. Or is it um, going to be like across the board? But that's why that if if it is flawless, then that flawless auto becomes massive. That's right? the becomes the grill, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Good points though. Like I, I almost forgot about the whole Panini losing their license. Yeah, so you don't NBA. know how it's going to look, right? Right. Yeah. Well, still, I'm sticking with Wemby. Still, <laughs> <laughs> almost got me to change my mind like I usually do. So, but. Um, yeah, good one though. I like it. Yep. John, you want to go next? Yeah, so I'm going to compare draft classes. Which draft class would you invest in for NBA? And these two draft classes are kind of, obviously one is exiting, but they're both kind of exiting that hype stage. So we're going to go 2019 NBA draft class. 
uh, notable names, Zion, Ja. Uh, let's see, top five. Zion, Ja, not in any particular order. Mm-hmm. Um, Darius Garland, Tyler Hero, mm. and Jordan Poole. So let, let's call that a top five. Uh, some might argue against Tyler Hero. Against the 2020 NBA draft class, Anthony Edwards, LaMelo Ball, uh, who do we have? Tyrese Halliburton, Tyrese Maxey, and Desmond Bain. Ooh. So which which draft class would you invest in the 2019 that are kind of exiting the hype phase, right? Obviously, the LaMelo and is still kind of in it, but... We're getting to that stage where these players now need to sort of start to prove winning culture and stuff like that, right? Wow, that's a tough one. Oh man, I, I'll go first. I, I I love Anthony Edwards as a play this year, but and who else was in that class? You said uh, Edwards, Lamello, Halliburton, Halliburton, Lamelo, Desmond Bain, Tyrese Maxey. Yeah. Okay. Um. I'm not high. Like I, I just put out one of those price action videos of Lamelo Ball, and he's definitely taking a tumble. Um, and I'm not sure he's going to rebound that much. You know, like you know, he's got to be healthy. Um, I guess you could say the same thing with um, Zion, and and of course Ja missing 25 games. But I think the strength of Zion and Ja Morant, them two alone. Um, would be the reason why I'm still sticking with like the upside is huge still for me the risk is huge as well but I think if I'm going to just go by upside Zion Jad that year uh, those two guys I'm I'll, I'll I'm still willing to take the risk on them and you know like I think I just saw a recent tweet by Jamarant like you know of course him missing games the rankings for Jamarant he's like in the 30s now and then he's like he, he's almost taking it as like disrespect and I feel like he's got something to prove when he comes back. Um, so I'm bullish on Jad this year when he comes back and Zion, it's a coin flip, but I'm willing to take that risk because the upside's pretty big out of all those players that you just mentioned. Yeah, I think I'm going to stick with 2019 as well. I think um, one, for a couple of reasons, I, I, I love 2019 uh, Prism. Something about that year prism that I I actually like the design. I don't know if that's mutual with a lot of people, but I always thought 2019 was a great design of prism compared to past previous years. Um, And especially coming up in that hype, you know, just trying to pull Zion and Ja, you know, and knowing what those cards used to go for, you know, and guys, and then you you mix in guys like Jordan Poole, Tyler Hero, mm. even guys like R.J. Barrett. Like, it, it was a pretty, pretty strong class at the end of the day, right? So I think you have a lot more of those second-tier players. Obviously, Anthony Edwards is Anthony Edwards, but I think there's a lot more hype and a lot more depth in the 2019 class compared to, um, is it 2021? Or was it 20, what, what class was... Uh, the uh, 2020 2020, 2020 sorry, right. sorry yeah. yeah so yeah i just think there's a lot more opportunity in 2019 um with the players uh listed i think there's a lot of like sleepers in 2019 still that you know are have opportunity to grow into you know superstars as well so yeah i'm gonna go 2019 for two reasons for those two reasons is i i just like the design a lot better too good point uh, it's going to be a sweep. I'm also picking 2019. Uh, wasn't in, I had to think about this one, to be honest. I, I think mm-hmm. Anthony Edwards is big on people's list. I think LaMelo Ball, just being injured so much, if he puts up a good, like an uninjured season, yeah. stays healthy, you never know, man. This guy, good bounce he could back, do some special do things. Yeah. But yeah. the 2019, you know, you have the potential bounce back of Zion and Ja. And the other top five that I mentioned, like Darius Garland, uh, who else was there? Ty- uh, Tyler Hero mm, Jordan and uh, Jordan, Poole. Jordan Poole. They're like kind of in, they might be in specific situations that could cause a bit of a bump, right? Like Tyler Hero, he knew his name was all over trade trade yeah. talk. And I think he probably has a bit of a chip on his shoulder. Jordan Poole just went to Washington. He's probably going to, you know, may not have great efficiency, but he could be dropping like 35 a night. Right. And then Darius Garland, I think Cleveland's going to be really good. They could contend for the number one spot in the regular season, right? So... The one thing yeah. I do, I, I will say, though, I, I read up this article on TSN about 
the the history behind Jaws' downfall, and that may I you know I maybe it was spun in a way to make you nervous in general, or maybe to make you think of differently of Jaws, but. They articled all of the facts of what happened to Jaw, and it's it's actually kind of scary. Like, I don't the trust rest. anymore. Yeah, that Jaw totally gets it still. Like you, because I mean, I'll I'll try to do a quick synopsis, but like it basically talks about how like Jaw, when he was at uh, Murray State or whatever, yeah. you know, growing up as a kid, he grew up in a nice family. He didn't grow up in the hood. He was like this humble kid, super teachable gym rat all he thought about was basketball and then when he got to the nba um he started to kind of hang around with the wrong crowd i heard that mm. he started getting a bit, a bit cocky he was a little bit tougher to teach him like even when he started to do bad things off the court like i heard there's some murmurs about um the upper brass trying to have a talk with him and he wasn't super receptive and he got into a fight at a mall with his mom and then he got into another fight with a kid almost got arrested and he's toting like handgun he's toting guns and there's just so many very you know peculiar or like stupid you know like his behavior was very questionable and even when he said he's gonna rehab and, and he's gonna do better for himself he just continued to do it right so I don't know. I don't fully trust that Ja is gonna bounce back. I, I, I could see another mistake in him. Like it's it's quite possible. So I'm, I'm Ja makes me a bit nervous to be honest. But I'm still yeah. picking 2019. But yeah, he, I just I had to say that Ja Ja does make there's, me nervous. There's your <laughs> typical John answer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, I mean, Ja makes me nervous too. But high risk, high reward, right? So. <laughs> That's he's the definition of that for sure. All right, uh, good one. Last one for me. Uh, I'm gonna go to baseball. I'm gonna choose Corbin Carroll, who I just found out was half Asian. I don't know if the rest of the world knew this. I did not know that. I didn't know that. Yeah, half Taiwanese. His mom. Um, no way. There you go. And uh, We're all yeah, so search Corbin Carroll tonight. <laughs> yeah, I gotta he get a card of his. <laughs> but <laughs> but um, his his 2019 Bowman Chrome. His first Bowman, green refractor auto, number to 99, PSA 10. I think sold for about 1500 recently, okay? Or his radiating rookie autograph card from this year's Topps Chrome, number to 23. And I don't know if you saw the radiating rookies um, subset, but I could show you a picture of it. It's nice. Quick. It's, it's, uh, is it? Yeah, it's nice looking. Is that like a case? It, but it's it's a cosmic, right? Product. Sorry, it is a uh, is it? A, yeah, it's a cosmic. Yes. Oh, it's yes. cosmic. Oh boy, no, it's this tops chrome. Oh, it's okay. It's the it's it's not the cosmic one. I think the one of one might be cosmic. It could be tops chrome cosmic. Anyway, yeah, it's uh, wait. So here. Bowman, Bowman first green auto. Yeah, PSA, PSA ten. 10. Ooh. Yeah. Or yeah. the 2023 Topscrum yeah, Radiant Auto. Yeah, it is, it is it from Topscrum nice. Cosmic. So, yeah, for me, uh, I'm going Bowman Chrome for sure. I think the, mm. like, I, I, I don't mind greens. Everybody hates green, green parallels. Like, it's garbage. Uh, greens are nice, man. They're so underrated, I think, in, in general, <laughs> especially Bowman Chrome Autos. People undervalue it so much because they don't like green, but it's numbered to 99. You know, I think it looks great. Um, I have an Aaron Judge, just just a just one in my PC. It's just a green refractor number to ninety nine. That's why I have it. It's ninety nine yeah. of ninety nine. But to me, I think it's such a beautiful card. I think is I was like, why wouldn't anybody like this green parallel card, right? So I do like this radiating, um, you know, uh, yeah, the number to twenty three. It's scarce on card auto. It looks like top. It looks like top's flagship. I can't believe that comes out of cosmic. That's really yeah. strange um and uh yeah for me i just i just think uh the moment chrome is is the card to get for sure okay yeah clark you almost had me for a sec i mean the card looks beautiful um but number one it's cosmic number two (laughs) it's an insert auto and we all know what happens to insert autos in the future so um Mm. the safety lies in bowman first auto i don't care if it's a green not my favorite but it's it's an easy one Okay, uh, you know that's I was seeing if I could catch you with like a beautiful insert versus you know your typical Bowman Chrome rookie autos. You know, boring, 
but uh, <laughs> and and I chose green to boot, and I couldn't get. You know, Xiang was. Uh, it was a. It's a. Sorry, it, it is a regular Chrome. The the super the one of ones were uh, Chrome Cosmics, but uh, those come sorry. out of Tops Chrome. Yeah, that's so. even weird that the one of one would be in. Right. Uh, anyways, okay. The one of one looks yeah so similar. So this yeah. is a Tops Chrome product. Yeah, Tops Chrome flagship. Product, yeah. Okay, yeah, which flagship. which makes sense. It looks like it's a flagship a, card. It, yeah. Does that change anything for you? Or no, it doesn't change anything. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Insert insert auto. Uh, I don't know. Number yeah, twenty three, man. Look at that. It is a little bit little bit of a manufactured rarity, but I, what I, the heck I, is radiating rookies? I, I, I know, I know Clark is. is just trying to sell it because <laughs> yeah. his principal standard is that it's like Bowman Chrome, you know. Yeah, we know what's coming. Yeah, this is. I mean, this is an amazing card. Like it's like you know I see it all the time in terms of like people want like you know I posted a radiating rookie on my Instagram five card guys Instagram tons of likes like yeah. tons mm. more than it's usual a be- it's a beautiful card that's why people it's, love it, it. Is. Yeah. yeah such a great card usually inserts are you know meh but this one like it's almost unanimous people love this insert card I'm going with Bowman Chrome <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta gotta stick with the Bowman Chrome, um, despite. But you know what? I'm I'm beginning to like appreciate insert cards more. Like nicely done, good art. You know, yeah. good layout insert cards more. Can like you go one. to the back of the card, the image? Hey man, if if insert if insert cards consistently have autos on them, I don't mind inserts at all. Yeah, exactly. if you keep inserts to autos and case hits. And we don't need any of those freshman flashbacks that you get like one in every right. pack. Um, I'm I'm down with inserts, but it's the worst when like let's just say you're on a Bowman Chrome chase and you have three autos in your box, and one's an insert auto. You're punching the air. Oh, that's true. I that's punch true. the air a lot on that. Like what? <laughs> one of the autos is insert auto. No. Yeah. That's why they got to make these inseratos like like the Radiant Rookies. Like I wouldn't mind if I if I got that. You know? Hey, I will so. say true story, and you guys are a witness to this. I was mm-hmm. opening up 2019 Bowman draft. Crazy. It was this was a, I, I opened up a super jumbo. I think I paid like yeah. 900 at the time, which is super expensive. Oh. 900 Canadian. Um, wow. But I ended up pulling a Wander Franco orange insert auto out of 25. Right. That's right. And that's right. Very uncentered. I sent it to PSA. I got a PSA 10 as usual. And uh, <laughs> I sold that thing for like six and a half grand or five and a half grand. I think it was I remember. Like yeah. That was a Crazy. killer sale. That's insert auto right there. Just saying. So I can't hate there on insert go. autos. See? That's what I'm saying too. So, but, but it's still a Bowman Chrome sweep for today. <laughs> <laughs> One of these, I'm gonna. What, there's gonna be an insert auto where I'm gonna bring it back as a as a pick one, and then yeah, it's, I'm waiting for that day. One of us chooses it, but it's not today. All right, uh, thanks again for all our listeners and subscribers for tuning in. We appreciate you guys. If you uh, enjoyed this episode, if you enjoy our podcast, and you haven't left uh, a review, we would appreciate that as well. And uh, yeah, we'll have a brand new episode for you next week. See you then. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening to Cards to the Moon. We'd really appreciate you subscribing to our podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts. And you can also connect with each of us on Instagram at 5cardguys, or you can follow Hyung at Integrity Sports Cards, or John at TradeU at Recess. You can also check us out at 5cardguys.com. Thanks again, and hope to connect soon.